Hi guys and welcome to the Sacred Self. We've got our first ever guest and I'm so excited. I literally just asked her what her name is and it's so sexy. So do you want to introduce and just tell us a little bit about you? Yes, definitely. So my name is Tosh Burnay. I am the founder of Sisterhood of Sacred Fire and the co-creatrix of our Women's Sacred Rage work with Jacqueline Faith. Been doing that for almost two years. And I'm also a healer. I've been a Reiki master since, oh my gosh, 2011, 2012. And then I'm also a hypnotherapist and I have my AA in transformational psychology and holistic health. You sound like me. <laughs> I'm, a I'm, all, I'm all the things. <laughs> yeah. I, sh I should have come in with what don't you do? And it might have been a short list. <laughs> right. That's how that might have made more sense. And we're yeah. just cracking laughing because we're both, we're both wearing animal print i'm obviously wearing leopard she's wearing zebra and when she came up on, on film i was like shut your face and look girlfriend let me just put my glasses on so we can look oh, totally yeah. oh yeah <laughs> we're unleashing our inner like oh I our inner it. wild yes we are yes. inner sacred rage beasts of beauty and power oh, yeah beast of beauty i feel that because i am so wild and it's like there's no taming me and that can actually bring us into the conversation. And I was thinking about this before the interview because we had a conversation the other day. I was just like asking you loads of deep questions. And I was like, really like get into the depths of, you know, what birthed this. And before we came on, I was really thinking about something that we both um, addressed. And when we were younger, because we were subdued to trauma, we expressed that in a form of being an angry little girl, right? And for me, that was like a catalyst of my awakening because I wasn't received. Because I was in such an angry state, it was like, you're wrong, shaming, blaming. And there was no like sitting down and having a conversation and really addressing, but why is this child angry? And it's funny because I was sitting and thinking about this in our conversation and I was like, I didn't even realise how much this has played out in my life. Because whenever I'm angry, I am judged, shunned, projected. And it's like there's no receptivity in getting to the core root of where that rage is being born. So yeah. talk to us a bit about that. Well, I mean, honestly, let's think about this. Our parents were, first of all, I mean, the fact that they weren't acknowledging it and and more bypassing it and doing gaslighting which is uh, it's it's your reaction that's the problem not the actual fucking anger right and and the reason for that is because <laughs> i mean if they if they really were to sit down and ask you where it was coming from it's coming from the place that we all knew it was coming from it was coming from fucking them it's coming from the fact that we that you were i we were ki kids or teenagers or whatever we were at that age and you were making it be about, again, my reaction and not actually the fact that, like, for me, it was I would get angry and get mad when I was rejected and abandoned emotionally by my father. So I would, you know, sometimes spend two weeks in my room getting the courage up to walk up to the to the level of the house, the upper level and say, hey, you know, I really I, I really would like to spend some time with you. Can we do something together? You know, and he would literally tell me no every single time. That I can count on one hand, two to the two times that we actually did something together. And the one time that it was just him and I. So that's insane, right? So when I would get, when that would happen over and over and over again, I would reject in rage and in anger. It was, fuck you. I hate you. You don't love me. You don't understand me. You know, why aren't you listening to me? And I was met with, why are you so sensitive? The whole world doesn't revolve around you. There are three other siblings. If we give you all this attention, we got to give it all to them. And there's not time and there's not a way to do that. And looking back, you know, maybe there wasn't, you know, honestly, but I, I don't, that's not my problem. <laughs> that's not my fucking, that's not my thing. And I shouldn't be made to feel like I am this tyrant. And even in my, into my adult years, you just, it was you that just sent me something that Teal Swan was talking about. And in that video, she literally says that the problem nowadays is that we are gaslighting ourselves into thinking, oh, I shouldn't have that reaction. Oh, I, you know, people don't like angry people. Or if I get angry and I, and I, and I have an outburst, they're going to leave me. They're not going to like me. Uh, I can't tell you how many people have told me over and over again that when I get angry, when I get angry, it's a beautiful thing. People are like, yeah, 
fucking amazing when it's fucking directed at you. Let me tell you, nobody says that. They're all just like, uh, uh, I, I really, I can't handle, oh, oh my God. And I'm just like, make up your mind because this is me normal. <laughs> so when you piss me off and hurt my feelings, sorry, I'm not going to dumb myself down to make you more fucking comfortable. Um, and I had a recent interaction actually with someone who's family to me and they ended up telling me, they're like, I just don't know how to really handle, you know, the, the way that you not, she didn't say, and she didn't say handle the way you are. She just said, it's hard to process for my nervous system to process though, how, how explosive you can be. And it was a healing moment for me because I realized I sat back and I said, you know, you said it more gently, but you basically just told me what my family's always told me. And she really wanted me to take response, all the responsibility for a conversation that went haywire. And in this moment, I did what I've never done before. And I said, I'm not doing that. And she tried three times to get me to take responsibility for this conversation of the reason I went haywire. And for me to stand up to basically the only person I feel is family to me and say, I'm not doing that. If you want to tell yourself that to make yourself feel better about yourself, great. But I'm not doing that. And it was, oh my God. I was like, even now I just take a breath, right? Because again, we're taught that like, if we explode, people are going to leave us. She didn't end up leaving me. So I got to heal that because I have, have now finally had somebody because of all the times I've stuck up for myself, because of all the times that I've been like, I don't fucking care if you think I'm too big, too wild, too loud, too obnoxious. I don't fucking care. Right. I don't care. So I got to do that and she didn't leave and was like, okay. And because of that, I, I healed a not good enough wound in literally the past week. I feel completely fucking different from that. Yeah. So yeah, it's important. It's important that we not only yes, do the inner work to accept our own responses, big anger responses, but to also have the bravery in the moment to follow through in that commitment to ourselves, because it's not going to change. I don't know about you. I, I, I'm sure you know this. When we are really deeply healing, the only real way we actually move through something is when real a real life experience comes up for us to fucking do it life is like well here you go i mean i hate to, it is, i hate to say it's testing right but it's more just like are you is your nervous system capable of handling the next level of you're going to because it's gonna you're gonna keep getting that right yeah. you're gonna keep feeling the anger you're gonna keep feeling the fear you're gonna keep feeling these polarity type emotions and until you have a relationship with them and the relationship is something's activating me yeah. I'm gonna have a witness view to it before I explode and if I do explode which I did in this conversation by the way beforehand I took responsibility for that and I was like I was in a trauma response and didn't fucking realize it and I had two years of shit built up towards you that I hadn't let myself have because I didn't feel right having it because I was still in people pleasing mode. So her, her thing was like, I don't really want to get on a phone call with you again if we get into this space. And I was like, well, if we got into a phone call in the very beginning part of it, it wouldn't have blown up like this. Mm. So it's really important that we just learn to be comfortable with our own big reactions first, because if we're not it's not going to translate into somebody accepting it. It's the same old shit. It's the whole cliche. You gotta love yourself or nobody's gonna love you the way blah, blah, blah. So it is, that's, it's the truth. And I don't mean like nobody's gonna love you, but it's the level of love you want, the level of money you want, the level of fucking receiving that you want. You have, you do have to accept that in yourself first. I, I don't really know if I like the word giving it to yourself because how do you give something to yourself? It's not fucking there. It's more about accepting it. Like I accept my big emotions around this, whatever that is. And then somebody else, that energy translates. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing, right? We see it all the time. What comes up for me is, this is from my personal experience, my anger is usually a signpost. So when I am not addressing something and I am choosing to ignore a part of my truth and I'm not expressing that from a place of authenticity, that anger will continue to create a catalyst of emotion within myself until I address that. And for me, that has been something I've witnessed that how am I dishonoring myself? 
And it's really shifted my relationship around anger rather than because my my birth father was um, mentally health challenged. He had schizophrenia. His mother was very ill. She committed suicide. And because of what I was you know, told about my generational lineage on the masculine side, I had a lot of unhealthy attachments to anger. I only saw the damage it done because I was the receiver of them projections. But number one, when I started to have compassion around mental health and his illness, it helped me find forgiveness and compassion. But also number two, it gave me the space and capacity to actually witness my relationship with anger was dysfunctional. And the root of it wasn't actually healing that anger. It was how I witnessed it. So how often does that come up for you? Which part exactly <laughs> are you referring to? Because there's a couple of things you said in there. Yeah. So in regards to when you're working with people and they come to you, you know, to alchemize and really re-experience their anger. And there's something underneath it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So anger is a secondary emotion, right? This is something that is just, you know, people sometimes don't understand. And sometimes people understand all too well, because really what they're afraid of is, yes, of course, there's lots of women that come in that are like, I'm terrified of my anger. I'm terrified. I'm terrified that I'm going to get so mad. There's a couple of different things. I'm terrified I'm going to get so mad that I'm going to fucking kill somebody. Like flat out, women just straight face, I'm going to fucking murder somebody. Or I'm going to become so angry and so mad that I'm never going to stop being angry and mad. And what we have to explain to them is, first of all, we've been doing this for, like I said, two years. Uh, we're coming upon our 10th program. We've done four scream events. We've done uncountable one-on-ones, you know, uh, private sessions. Uh, we have never, ever in the whole history of our work ever seen a woman get more angry. It's always more peaceful. It's always more happy. It's always more more uh love more money more acceptance more 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 just calmness and peace right which is what we want more happiness and the reason for that is because once the anger burns off this thing that's trying to to, to fake protect you in my opinion uh the pain and the grief and the loss and the um rejection and abandonment and all the shame mm-hmm. and the, the blaming the guilt all the things that are underneath it come up and they come out and that's another thing they're afraid of. Well, great, the anger is going to come out, but what about the other shit underneath it? So now what? I'm going to need to be in therapy for the next fucking 10 years because all this crap's coming out that I haven't dealt with. We've seen women in a three-day program who've had deep sexual trauma that they have talked about with no one be completely fucking done with it in three days. So there's... When you give a space, a safe container with permission and their space being held. A lot of people are having the problem with this, with this phrase, holding space. A lot of people are having a really big hard time with this. I've seen it all over, all over Facebook lately. What holding space doesn't mean I'm going to hold space for you. And you're just going to, what? no, holding space means that you're literally energetically, totally fucking focused on this person. And you are literally just without interrupting, fully listening allowing this person to just say whatever it is they need to say. And when there's an actual space of realness going on there, that pain and suffering that's underneath that anger really does unravel and come out. Now, I also tell people that layer of anger you come in with and the pain, the layer of pain underneath there will not be there after you're done with the program. It's just not people leave and it just, it doesn't, they're a different person. There are different layers to everything. This is why we say we don't heal your trauma when you come in. We heal the level of anger you come in with, the level of pain and suffering, all the things. And yes, for some people, there is no more guilt. There is no more shame. There is no more of any of those things. And for some, there's still another layer. But guess what happens when you do that initial layer? Everything else that comes up after that, you can handle. It's not the same as before your nervous system is is, uh, I don't want to say healed, because I don't think that's the right word, but it's stronger. It has more capacity. It has the ability to hold more and not in a way that makes you feel like you're drowning and because you have to and it's being forced on you, but because it's just fucking capable of doing it at this point. Um, So that's another thing that a lot of women do say is like, wow, I'm able to like see things differently when they come into me and come into my awareness and uh, I can handle them differently. And I see when somebody else is 
in pain when they're showing their anger. That's a big one. Now they're just like, oh, I see that person is really angry and actually maybe even being volatile towards me. And all I see is their pain, which is fucking huge. Like if we could have that ability to be like, oh shit, let me have some compassion for you right now. Still stand up for yourself. Not to walk all over you by any means, but be able to say, I don't appreciate the way you're speaking to me. That doesn't feel good to me. So I'm going to give you some space to like do whatever it is you need to. And I know that you're in some serious fucking pain beneath there because I've fucking been there. So I'm just going to give you some time to process that. And I'm totally here when you want to talk about that, but not right now while you're so angry or whatever. Right. But yeah. So it's always something beneath it always. And that's the real reason I, I said it the other day. Also, the, a lot of women come in and they're like, my body's telling me to do this. I don't even exactly know why it is that I want to talk to you. And your stuff is just really like, yeah, I just find myself drawn to your things all the time. And, and I've had someone say, Oh, and your anger, like I, your expressive anger makes me go, well, I can't believe that you run a program around anger because you seem angry already. And I had a woman tell me, she's like, I literally felt like that yesterday. And she'd signed up for a one-on-one appointment with us. And she felt like that yesterday. She's like, your anger triggered the shit out of me because I couldn't get there myself. So it just was confusing to me that like, well, why are you still angry? Cause I'm fucking human. <laughs> Cause we're still going to get mad. Cause we still get to have that. But yeah, it's that alchemization process, right? Of that feeling of, when it's not alchemized, and I'll, under- I'll explain that. A lot of people are like, what do you mean by alchemized? So I'll explain that. When it's not alchemized, which means when it's acting, as I said earlier, it's fake protection. I was doing quotations. Because anger is, is it protection all the time. It's meant to work as protection for you and creativity and passion, all the things, right? But for a main part, it's about protection. It's like you were saying now, because you are, because your anger has been alchemized. Now it works for you in this space of like, oh, something's wrong. Whereas when people don't have that, they've been shamed into it. It's a bad thing. Now the anger is going to consciously and subconsciously make sure that nothing touches you, gets in your space. That would mean that you would have to see that and deal with that pain underneath. So for instance, I was agoraphobic for like 15 years, which if you don't know what that is, it means you can't leave your house or you can't be too far from your house. Whenever I would try to go outside and go do something, I, I would have panic attacks they, and I would get angry, get very angry afterwards that I couldn't make it through these things because it was fake protecting me. It's like, oh, if you do that, you're going to have to follow through on the emotions that come from that. And you're going to have to like actually do something about it <laughs> when it's alchemized, which means that space that I was just talking about, when you have the space, you have the, the ability, the permission, you let it out, you let it come out, you, you, you love it, you want it, you fucking just let it do whatever it needs to. That's a process of alchemization. When you do that with it, when you scream with a healing intention, when you talk about it with a healing intention, when you let your story out with a healing intention, when you write down all the shit you've ever been pissed off about with a witness in front of you, that's with a healing intention. That's, that's different. When that's over, this magical thing happens where now all of a sudden your anger is now working for real protection, which is it will no longer allow you to stay small, stay quiet, not stick up for yourself, not stick up for fucking others, take risks, have your heart open to love, be able to love somebody else. It's this thing where you're able to feel the fear and do it anyways before it's fear-based and it's backwards, it's upside down. Now it's based on oh, hell no, bitch. You're fucking got shit to do. You're fucking amazing. You can handle this. We're not letting anybody get in our way and definitely not our damn selves anymore. Get your ass out the door. Get your ass on that stage. Get your ass fucking to quit that job that you fucking hate. Start that business. Keep going in that business when you feel like everything's falling apart. It's it's that voice that we wish we'd had as as our parents. It's that, that feeling of comfort and... um uh, uh, guidance. It's, it's the intuition, really. It's your intuition. So a lot of times when it's not alchemized, your intuition's like messed up with fear. It's like, okay, well, I don't want to go to do that or whatever it is. I, I, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I'm not supposed to. Maybe if I did that, something really bad would happen. Like maybe I'm just getting signs I'm not supposed to. Whereas when it's alchemized, you ask yourself the question, if the fear wasn't there, would I do it? Mm. And if the answer is, yeah, I'd still do it, 
you're able to not only hear that and know that in your body, but now you do it. Whereas even before you'd asked that question and been like, I would still do it. You would still not be able to actually go through with the decision. Mm-hmm. Whereas now that fire is like, oh no, we're doing this. Let's fucking go. Let's do it. And it just doesn't allow you to stay small anymore. And it, the judgment, the self-judgment gone judgment of other people. Yes. You're still going to have that fear of like, Oh fuck. What's everybody going to think about me? Fuck. I have that. Just being on here. It's a normal thing to think. It doesn't mean I'm going to hide away. I woke up fucking 30 minutes to get ready technically and was like, Oh shit. What am I going to do? You're going to fucking get your shit together and do it. That's not a big thing. Don't get me wrong, but it's still something that before I wouldn't have done. It would have crawled away and been like, Hey, can I do some other time when I have some time to actually like get ready, ready. And like, you know, all the things. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> you what? You would not let that happen. Then <laughs> your favorite ring is like, no, bitch. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's my, my kind of in depth answer, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's what happens. It's beautiful because what comes on a personal level, I went through like three years of a divorce. Um, for me, that's the most heart wrenching experience you can ever go through. So, like, you went through what? A divorce. Oh, divorce. Yes. And throughout that experience, I went through what you're explaining. And one of the chapters in my book, um, Your Pain is Your Power, it talks about unleashing your inner beast. And that's really the journey that I embarked on was I went from being in that suffering to, I suppose, rising as the phoenix and then claiming the beast within. Because I feel like as women personally we are conditioned to tame the beast that is dormant within us and for me that anger is a call it's an initiation to activate and when you're showing up as angry and you're triggering women it's because you're actually triggering that dormant aspect of them that beast that wild self that's tamed and as you were speaking it was just really bringing in that chapter in where I was birthed in that journey and was forced to claim myself rather than tame because I spent my whole life suppressing my wildness suppressing my freedom and it's not until we actually reach a point where rather than taming and pushing that aspect of ourselves down that's when our anger disappears because it's like the messenger the anger is that messenger And when we listen and receive that message and we actually activate that part of ourselves, the anger disappears. And that's really what the the So anger can't disappear, first of all. It doesn't disappear. What it does is energy doesn't ever go away. It transmutes into something else. It transitions into something. It becomes something else. So the anger doesn't go anywhere. The anger now works for you so that beast you're talking about is this thing you keep caged because you've been told it's this big bad ugly fucking thing and you're terrified of it because of that so you keep it all like whatever if you don't let that motherfucker out the way it's supposed to come out it's going to turn into illness you know that the one of the number one causes of cancer is fucking anger and anger in chinese medicine is stored in your liver your liver is your filtration system do you know what happens when your when your filtration system for your all your organs is filtered through anger because you have stored anger there for years and years and years it turns into ugly ugly things right so what we want to do is we want to take that beast and we want to fucking control it really it wants to be controlled by the way don't get it twisted this is a beast that wants to be on a leash because it knows it's going to be let off the leash from time to time in a righteous way not a way that fucking destroys somebody or i don't know maybe it needs to destroy somebody like somebody's being violent towards you and you need to destroy a motherfucker so it the beast is not going to go anywhere it's either going to go inside of you and fucking start clawing inside of you somewhere or without you knowing and even realizing it until it comes out as illness, or you're going to give it the opportunity to fucking unleash from time to time and become part of this powerful aspect of one of our 25,000 different personalities. We all have, we all have different personalities mm-hmm. different parts of us that need to come out and in the spaces where your power, your beast is supposed to come out. And instead it's this other thing that turns inward and sideways and just becomes deformed. 
that's yeah, you're, you're sick. You're literally becoming sick at that point. And if you have toxic positivity, if you are a spiritual bypassing person, if you are a person who's love and light all the damn time, if you have a really hard time seeing other people get angry, if you are sarcastic, if you are a people pleaser, these are, these are the, the subconscious ways that anger comes out because again, it's upside down. It's if it's not coming out as anger, like some people say, Oh, I can tap into my sadness, but I can't tap into my anger. Mm. I don't even know how to tap into my anger. I don't know if I'm angry about that. If you're saying the words, you don't know if you're angry about something, you're fucking pissed. <laughs> you're fucking mad. You're like super mad. Yeah, I had a woman on a call recently, and she did tell me that I could that I could talk about this. Um, so I'm going to. But uh, it's a short story. But she basically got on the call because she was interested. And I asked her, I said, okay, well, what makes you drawn towards the work that I'm doing? And she's like, well, I really want to let go of my past. And I really, I get myself in these circles of people that are really influential and I'm sitting there and I know I have a lot to offer and say, but I always take the back seat and don't say anything. And I kind of just get really quiet. And then I get mad at myself because I know I could have, I'm just like these people, but I can't find my voice basically. And I was like, okay, knew that was a, that's a total sign. Again, repressed anger, totally happening there. And I got it. So I was like, well, she's not, where's your anger coming from? And she stopped and she goes, well, I don't know. She goes, well, I mean, I did have a dad who, who uh, left me at birth and I was told that he just didn't want me. He didn't want it. He didn't want me. He didn't want a child. And she said it with no emotion. And I said, okay, so I'm going to say something to you. And I want you to just, you know, tell me what your body's doing. And I said, honey, your father rejected and abandoned you at birth because he didn't want you. Mm-hmm. Any person who hasn't fully processed that and actually been given anger is really mad about that. And because, of, oh, sorry, she said that. And then she goes, but she spiritually bypassed and toxic positivity into it. She immediately, without even thinking, she went right into my dad did that. But I had a man in my life who took the place of my father. And I'm really grateful for that. So I don't really have any like feelings really about that. And so I said, just because you can be emotional and upset and angry at your father for rejecting and abandoning you at birth because he didn't want you doesn't mean you can't always also be grateful for what this man did. Yeah. But it, this one, the gratefulness does not negate the anger and the emotion. Yeah. You get to do both. You, you deserve to be both. There's a, you, you should be bad. You should be pissed. You get to be mad of that. I'm mad. I'm mad about that for you. And I stopped and there was like silence. And I was like, so what are you feeling? And she was crying. She was like, I'm getting really emotional and I'm crying. She's like, I've never cried about this or had any emotion until this phone call. I did not have no anger at all. This was a 20 minute conversation that happened. And she was in like complete shock. <laughs> to me, it was obvious. It was like, well, of course you're pissed. But for her, into her adult years, this whole life, she had no fucking idea. Because we're taught as women, again, that we should be grateful for all the things we do have in society does a good job, especially if you're an entrepreneur. Well, if you're going to manifest all the big money and all the big great things, you better just focus on the things that you want. Be the person you are in the future. The person in the future is what? Never fucking mad? They're just happy all the time and picturing all the great, amazing things? <laughs> no. One of, the reasons you're, one of the reasons you're not in the future is because that future person figured out along the way that they have to be fucking allowed to feel all the shit on top of the happy things. So until you allow yourself to actually be that person in the future, because we don't get to those successful things or we don't hold on to them at least until, unless we allow ourselves to feel all of it, all of it. You get to be mad and grateful. You get to be sad and fucking happy about other things. You we get, we're humans. We're meant, we are meant to fucking do both. We're meant to hold the dualities. It's when we ignore one of the dualities. Even the people who are martyrs, in my opinion, used to be one high hair recovering martyr, um, where you're just taking all the pain. I'm meant to suffer. I'm a healer and a psychic. I'm meant to suffer. I'm meant to come here and suffer for all my ancestors and all the people and all the things. So that, you know, whatever your reason is. For me, it was, well, I don't have a really big, huge story. I wasn't raped. I wasn't molested. I wasn't fucking beat up. 
So I'm going to cause other big things to happen so that I have the equivalent to the women that will come to me because I don't feel worthy enough to be able to help them without looking them in the eye and saying, I too, me too, in some level. And I realized I was doing that to myself, causing myself pain. So you have that other aspect too, where people will just stay in the fucking shit and not allow themselves to be happy. You have to allow yourself to feel the good things too. You're human. You're not, nobody comes here to just suffer. I'm sorry. We don't. You'd be dead by now. It doesn't, it's not supposed to happen. We're supposed to be happy. Yeah, it's that balance. And I did a post about this the other day, actually. Um, Number one, the first thing is I wrote about this in my new book is spiritual authenticity. Because Mm. for me, there's this paradigm of spiritual toxicity, which is what we were talking about and what the video that I sent you was all about. It's become so much about bypassing, gaslighting, and it's meant to be this way and it's meant to be that way. And we really need to merge into this new paradigm of spiritual authenticity. And this is one of the posts I wrote the other day was you can feel sorrow and joy. You can feel lust and love like we are here as humans to be. But I feel like this old paradigm of the toxic spirituality is trying to conform us and suppress our being that we're not meant to actually experience all that is. But for me, if you can't experience the joy, then you can't fully experience what it's like to lose someone and to experience grief. And that grief is letting us know that you loved every single part of our human existence is beautiful. And I think it's just so bold and courageous, the work you're doing, because I feel like it's going to shift. For me, the core wound of anger is we need to shift how we witness it and even the vibration of sacred rage within itself can create change because automatically we're shifting out that old era of the spiritual toxicity and bypassing and anger is bad and into all rage is sacred. Like it's activating something aligned with divine energy. And when people can start actually changing and shifting how they feel within their body about anger, that in itself can help us experience anger in our life because as you said you can't get rid of energy but what you are doing is you're giving them the tools so that they're dealing with the anger now but when they experience that again in the future they can navigate their way through it in a more sacred way because you've worked with them as a client yes 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 to all of fucking that yes and there's something that's beautiful that happens in a container so the one of the first on the very first day, what we do, so we only allow 10, not, not allow, but there's really only room for 10 women to take our, our programs at a time because we don't, we don't silence them. And what I mean by that is like, we don't like a lot of times you'll find yourself in a group container and it'll be like, Oh, only certain people get to talk because the class is only one or an hour, hour and a half or something. We don't do that. So one, that's one of the reasons why, but uh, that is successful. But the other one is because we go around the room and we ask all the women to say, why are you, why are you scared today? Why were you afraid to take this program? Why are you afraid to take the program? And let me tell you, 99% of all the women say, I'm afraid I'm going to be judged by the women and by you. And it makes me fucking, it hurts me when I hear it. Like I, I oh, every time I say it, I get teary eyed. I'm afraid I'm going to be judged. I'm afraid my story is not going to be big enough. I'm afraid my story is going to be too big. I'm afraid my trauma response is going to be something that somebody can't handle. And it's like, you know, are Jacqueline and I trauma informed as in like trauma trained? Nope. We're fucking not. And we actually brag about that because we've both been through some, some ugly, serious trauma and we've been able to figure out how to successfully move ourselves through that. And the way that you know somebody's trauma, the trauma informed that you want, that's because really what somebody's saying is, can you hold space for me? Can you, when I freak out and it's directed at you or I am volatile, what are you going to do in that moment to help me through that? And a lot of times what's really honestly needed is literally, I know you all hate the fucking term, holding space for that person and allowing them to work through it and literally asking them, what do you need from me in this moment? Instead of reacting to what they're doing in a way that makes them feel like they're fucking wrong. Mm -hmm. So for us, we literally say, you know, we've been on one end of the spectrum of people pleasing and boundary setting. Somebody comes in, that's really the, that's, those are the things that they want to, you know, help with themselves. And then we have the other end of the spectrum of women that have been raped since the age of fucking two. And 
the woman who's been had the massive sexual trauma hears something that the people pleaser says and it changes their whole fucking perspective and that makes me emotional too because our stories fucking matter it doesn't matter how small you think it is Mm. it's all the same shit because it's important to you because it fucking hurts because it's fucking anger and this person's angry and hurt too. And while it may be maybe intense or maybe more activating, I don't use the word triggering, maybe more activating in certain spots or things than yours is doesn't mean that what you have to say or what you're doing or what you're experiencing or what you've been through isn't just as important as theirs and vice versa. You can't tell you how many times that happens. So there's this, there's this, there's this container that ha- that something happened to the magic of the container of women coming together to say, fuck my fear I'm not living like this anymore. I'm going to be dead in fucking five years from this shit. I keep giving and giving and giving to my family and every, and my clients and my business and fucking God, if you look at it that way. And I just keep giving to everybody else and making space for everybody else to feel comfortable. And I keep, there's no time for me. There's no space for me. Mm. There's no way for me to get that. Where's mine? Yeah. Damn straight. Where's yours? I think that's where anger comes in as well as that sacred messenger. It's like, right, this is not working. Stop. Wake the F. Yes. That's what happened for me. And this year has been my deepest journey. Yeah, it's been the hardest. And if I had people to receive me when I was in that anger, I think I would have healed a lot differently. But my problem was self-solitude. It was loving myself because no one would receive me. They weren't willing to get to the depth of my suffering and be intimate with that. Because for me... You are not choosing intimacy if you're only going to love me in the moments that are lovable. You're only choosing intimacy if you're loving me in everything. And when I was not received in my anger, it made me more angry because I was like, why won't I, why can't I just be loved even when I'm unlovable? And it's really powerful because I think having a container where people can be just held, seen, without projection, without judgment, that in itself creates so much of a paradigm shift just because we are not choosing to shun the experience. And I wish I had had that, but my journey was different. Mine was initiation of self-love, and that's where my anger was my breaking point. It was like, it's time for yourself now. And I really initiated and went on this journey of choosing myself. That was my catalyst of awakening because... My anger was getting so intense, the only choice I had was to actually say yes to me. And it's incredible how through that pain, and as you say, we alchemize that, we are born to a new version of ourselves through that experience. And I'm sure you can witness that when women come to work with you, we like rise from the ashes, we're almost born completely anew. It's got chills. Yeah. Yeah. I, we tell women all the time, you come in one person, you leave a fucking another person. Your literal cells are fucking different after you work with us. And this is why I, I don't, I sometimes feel egotistical saying it. I'm just going to call myself out about what I'm about to say, but I, just, I don't know any other way of saying it. Nobody's doing what we're doing. Nobody's getting the long-term results we're getting. We have a money back fucking guarantee on the work we do. What coaching, what coaching program do you know of that has a money back fucking guarantee? Not very many. There's some, but there's not very many. So I, and the thing is we don't take credit for it necessarily. It's like we're showing up and holding the space. And yes, we're both psychics. We're both healers. Uh, Jacqueline is this fucking amazing alien in a human body. I call her all the time, which she loves. She's an Aquarius. You know anything about Aquarius? They're very alien. Um, so she's very tapped and tuned in. We both are, and so yeah, we follow our instincts to do certain things that aren't in the 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 fucking uh, program, so to speak. It's not on the docket to do that day. Um, so yeah, there's that for sure. But for the most part, it's the courage of the women. Mm-hmm. How many times have people signed up for your programs and said? Fuck, I just gave you money and signed up. And like, all this shit's already happening. <laughs> like, it happens so often. And especially with, with some, with, a, with a, a type of program that is about emotional alchemy. That's really what's going on, right? Is this thing where 
all of your emotions are being alchemized. It's not just the anger. It's like all of it. It's like, again, those people that come in, usually sadness and anger are the two that are tied together, right? It's usually the two. Somebody can tap into their anger, but they can't tap into their sadness. Somebody can tap into their sadness, but they can't tap into their fucking anger. And so, for instance, we had one woman take the program who's like, I'm really in touch with my anger. I'm still pissed. I'm still angry. And that's why I'm here because I want to talk about it. But she's like, I can't really get to my sadness. So during the parts where we would do the screaming portion of what we do, she would cry. She wasn't screaming. She was fucking bawling her face off. And it was amazing. Because we were like, that's what that's what's under the anger anyways. You just healed. You just healed whatever that is. She, after the program, broke all of her toxic patterns with men. All of them for years that she's been carrying around. Gone. Doesn't do it anymore. Even fucking, what's it been? It's been probably eight months since she was in that program. If not longer. And she still to this day is like, oh yeah, I don't even, why did I even like that guy? And I don't let any man do that to me anymore. It's crazy. It's so beautiful to watch. It's such a beautiful, beautiful thing to watch. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing well, when you get to the root, though, and it's very similar to the work that I do. It's like we, it's like we quantum through all the surface stuff, and we just go straight to the root of it. And we, and that's yeah. what I always say to the people I'm working with: you can try and manipulate all the surface stuff all you want, and buy all these stupid courses. If you don't get to the root, it's going to keep manifesting over and over again. The only way to like completely shift and quantum leap your timeline is to bypass all that stuff, get to the core, and then the rest comes up. Like that is the absolute, I think, the key to this industry and where a lot of people spend too many years healing because they're addressing it on a surface level rather than to the depths of our core. Because that's where they're comfortable. Newsflash. The only way you're going to heal the shit that you're fucking tired of is to get fucking uncomfortable. And you can decide you can, you can wait till life forces you to do it. Like my lovely friend here who didn't have an ask, didn't have an option. There wasn't an anger option for her. It wasn't an anger option for you. So you can wait until life forces you to do it because if you're meant to do big shit in this world, you'll get there. I don't care if you're fucking 80, it'll happen. Or you can get into a group program or get into a program or hire a coach. It doesn't even, it doesn't have to be me fucking anybody. And actually do the work, do the, get uncomfortable. You're, you're it, you, the only way it's going to happen. The only way. So you can, you can do it by yourself or you can do it with a group of people that are going to love you through it and hold you through it. You know, so for instance, you know, the screaming portion that we do, I think I would talk to you about this, but I want to bring this up because a lot of people hear that and they're just like, I don't, right. I can't even feel my anger. How the fuck am I going to like scream my face off? And they just are like, what if my neighbor's here? What if the people in my house here? So the screaming we do is not like your normal screaming. <laughs> and I um, did this on my own in my own, in an organic way in my kitchen, this happened. And then it went on to become part of the program. And um, so when you scream in your car or your kitchen or, you know, somewhere where you've just like fucking had it up to here and you just have to let it out. That's awesome. It's great. It feels amazing. We feel incredible. We feel fucking happier and freer afterwards. And it's epic. That's not what we do. <laughs> what we do is a four step process. And by the time you get to step four, which is the green screaming portion, women are screaming on an average 20 to 30 minutes straight. So it's, you know, you're on mute. Your eyes are closed. Nobody's staring at you. Um, but, and I'm doing some pretty awesome fucking intense vocal coaching jack and i are both doing reiki to pull off all the energetics that are coming off of you um and some women have screamed up to two hours so and don't be wrong they're taking a breath if they need to they're taking a drink of water um i did have one woman who screamed straight for almost an hour straight no drinks no breaths nothing she just <laughs> breathe scream breathe scream and 99 of the women use a pillow so the neighbors don't hear them people in their house have never heard them again in all our programs never had a problem so that's another key, okay, that it's not just coming up. It's coming out. It's coming up to come out. And this is one of the very key things that I would tell somebody who hasn't even had the work done yet with any of us or any type of anger work on their own is when strong emotions come up, repeat that to yourself. It's coming up to come out. 
it's coming up to come out. It's coming up to come out because a lot of times it comes up and it's so intense, especially for those of us that do have nervous system problems. It's coming up and it's so fucking intense. You cannot fucking handle it. And you're going to go have sex. You're going to fucking do a drug. You're going to drink. You're going to fucking call somebody on the phone, whatever it is to, to make that go the fuck away. And if you can just sit with that and repeat that over and over again, it will literally remove from you. It'll come out of you because you're giving it a space. You're giving that intention of you're leaving me. Say it out loud. It's this is coming up to come out of me. I let it go. I let it go. I let it come up. I let it do what it needs to. It can go. It can be here. Because really that's that 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 side of us is just another side of us that's been told it's not okay. It's another piece of us that's been told we're wrong. Every emotion is your emotions are not who you are. Bullshit. Your emotions are a smaller fucking child or teenage version of who you are or a trauma portion. It's part of your trauma. So if you in that moment can be like, you get to exist, fucking yell it. You get to fucking exist. You get to exist. Fuck everybody has ever told me that this part of me cannot fucking exist. Like literally like get in your power about it. It feels so fucking amazing to let that out in that way and really accept yourself in that moment. Because a lot of it comes from self-judgment. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to judge me if I'm angry. Somebody's going to leave me if I'm angry. I'm not good enough for me. My parents, I can still hear them telling me, see, told you, you just be an angry person your whole life. See, it's never good enough for you. It's judgment, self-judgment. And if you can just have almost get to this place where you're like, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks of me anymore. I don't care. I don't fucking care. I'm not silencing myself or keeping myself small for one more person on this planet because mm-hmm. i don't know how old you are i'm for i'm gonna be 47 here in march so i ain't got time to waste for other people who are fucking freaked out by my fucking shit i don't care <laughs> you know i'm just not so there's a freedom in that what was that it comes with wisdom i think i think when you when you go through experiences like this, it's just a part of that ancestral knowledge within you that you just have to awaken that aspect of self where you're like, I can't keep projecting and re-wounding myself by believing in these thought forms, you know, that are keeping me small and instead choosing to rewire our nervous system because it sounds like to me, not only are you helping them release generations of stuff from their nervous system, but you're then recalibrating it and rewiring it so that they can move forward from a state of ease. And that's very powerful because it's a quantum shift. Yeah, because that's what happens from then on. That's what I was saying was in the meaning of like the alchemization process, right? That energy now transformed to fear and 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 keeping you small is now moved. Because again, energy can only move into something else. Now it's become this thing that lets you when, when a strong emotion comes in or somebody activates you or you see something that really fucking pisses you off (laughs) you're able to have this thing of like oh well that doesn't feel good wow i'm really pissed off about that why am i mad about that and it becomes almost like this scientific experiment in yourself you're kind of like you get curious about why am i feeling like that am i really mad that that person's doing what they're doing or is this something that's deeper in me that i need to look at and clear and release in myself and say i don't know about myself so i'm gonna fucking let that go and do some work on it if that's in the moment or it's a week long or whatever the hell it is we're getting some help but yeah it's this i still have women coming to me who say i i uh, a woman just did a video testimonial and she was talking about how she had massive tension in her jaw which happens a lot for people having right because they're clenching their jaws all the time so they have all these jaw problems and the woman said um it's interesting now when i notice when my jaw clenches I notice now I never noticed before. And now I, my body, I notice it and I'm like, Oh, my jaw's clenching again. And she goes, and I relax my jaw and I ask myself, what's really what I'm really mad about. Why am I pissed off right now? She goes, I have a conversation with myself. That's what I mean by relationship with your anger. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship. It's always been trying to tell you something. It's just that your fear was bigger than your fucking intuition about it. Your fear was too fucking big to hear what it was trying to do. And so it stays in that fear space and the fear is bigger. The fear is always going to be there. I was mad for like four days. Literally. I was like, why am I so fucking pissed off? And I couldn't figure it out. I was like, why am I so fucking mad? And so let me tell you as 
literally the leading expert in this now. That's what we do. We're the leading experts in this. I still have moments where I'm like, why the fuck am I mad? Like five months ago, I, for an over an hour, took my pillow and beat the fuck out of my mattress for an hour and a half. So it doesn't go anywhere. It just now doesn't get to control me. It doesn't get to fucking make decisions for me. It doesn't get to keep me from having the life I fucking want. It doesn't get to do that for me. Yeah. I'm always going to be, you know, a really passionate person just in normal speaking. <laughs> so, yeah, when I get mad at you, I don't know what to tell you. Deal with it. I don't fucking say. I'm, I'll try my best to not, like, explode. My job is to try to, and this will be for people who do have explosive anger and not really more repressed. I had a little bit of both, but is to know when something, right? Like you're saying now something, I realize something's wrong. So instead of being like, well, I can handle that. It's fine. It's not a big deal. I probably shouldn't be mad at that anyways. That's just my stuff to deal with. So I'm just gonna, we bypass it, right? We try to bypass it. Instead of doing that, it's my job knowing I'm explosive to say, Hey, we need to talk about this because I'm fucking mad about it. And it hurt my feelings. And if I can get that conversation going in the beginning when the when the fire's just been lit and not when the fire is fucking gonna burn down the whole neighborhood, <laughs> that's my job. That's the, and, and I get to do that. And and this and even just again, me as a leading expert, I just had this thing happen where I was like, I exploded and was like, Well, have a good fucking day to somebody that like I love. I like exploded on them and they're to a point where they were like i'm kind of afraid to have a conversation with you if we get angry again i'm like no no no. <laughs> this was a texting conversation that then i blew up at the end of the text what should have happened and what will happen next time is when the first text comes out then i will say we need to have an actual conversation about this because i would have been able to hear that person's tone of voice i would have been able to understand that what they were saying wasn't really what they were saying because they tried to tell me multiple times but i couldn't hear them and vice versa by the way and it would have been done. The fuck you have a nice fucking day wouldn't even have happened. Yeah. But I didn't realize that. So we're still learning. We still learn. We still, it's a relationship. Relationships are not perfect. Your relationship with your anger is not going to be perfect. It's what you do with it. It's how you learn from it. It's how you grow from it. It's how you're not afraid of it anymore. It's how you get to decide. Even when it sometimes burns shit up. You know? And that's what a leader is. We're not here to be a fixed state we're not to conform and be perfect all the time we are here growing and ascending above our own adversity and that's how we teach i bring everything out into the world from my own experiences and i truly believe that a true healer is someone who's capable of healing themselves and that's what we are here to do and we are going to continue to do that and if we're not willing to be a student and teacher of life then we're not going to keep growing as a human being that's what creates a catalyst of change because we learn from these experiences if you hadn't had that conversation you wouldn't have gone oh well, this needs to change here and it's those subtle shifts within our own life that help us become better leaders so for me that's, that's integrity um because you're leading from a state of i'm walking this sovereign path i'm not talking i'm walking and it's a different activation and you can tell vibrationally how people are leading and whether it's coming from a state of I'm preaching or I'm actually embodying. Um, and I love that you lead with such integrity. I got to know you personally before this call and you were so open and honest about your path and how it led you to the sacred rage. And I just want to honor you and thank you because it's those dark moments and those challenges that have led to the sacred rage being born. And not many are able for the way shower path because it is a deep initiation. It's an activation and you received that. So I just want to thank you and honor you for your existence. It's incredible the work you're doing. Love you. Thank you for saying that. Cause it's true. I mean, I tell people that this anger work and sexual work are like the two deepest stuff that you will probably ever do in your life, in your life. because it's, it's shadow. It's a lot of shadow. But you know, you really, in order to really heal, and this is where it can turn into martyrdom again, you have to be really careful about this, is a lot of your light's going to be found in the shadow. Yeah. You, you, it, that's you, you, again, you're going to have to, to make the decision that I'm willing to be uncomfortable yeah. in my pain and I'm willing to fucking really look at that because it's still a part of me and I'm not going to be a part, afraid of myself anymore. 
and not going to be afraid of myself and all of my emotions, my strong ones, my scary ones, the pain, the trauma, they're still fucking me. And one of the things I scream a lot about when I'm fucking doing the, the screen work and I'm doing vocal coaching, I say, that's not fucking yours. Whoever put that in there, it's not yours. Get it the fuck out. I want you to get it the fuck. I want all of it. I want all of it gone right fucking now. It's not yours. So it's two different things, but your emotions to it are you. And you can't be afraid of yourself anymore. You have to have faith that you've made it to this fucking point. And you're not only going to make it through that fucking moment too, but it's going to be, it's going to bloom something. It's going to actually be, you're going to get in the dirt and the soil. What's that fucking meme that says they thought I was a seed. They didn't know they buried me or something. I love that meme. They're just saying like, you know, you thought you buried me, but I was a seed. That's what you're doing with this work is you're having the curse be like, I'm going to go underground. There's going to be other people there with me but I'm going to go underground and I'm going to be in the dark for a minute. And then motherfucker watch me rise because I'm going to turn into the biggest, baddest tree of life you ever fucking saw. That's on fire when it needs to be. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, you have to really just decide that like these people going around going, oh, I'm doing all this amazing work and I'm doing the work. Are you, mm-hmm. are you really doing the work? Cause yeah, there are definitely about 5%, I would say, of women out there who've really done the fucking work. And there's the other ones. Yeah, who have, who, who, and there's other ones who say they've done it. Oh, I've done anchor work. I hear that so much. Oh, I've done anchor work. I've, I've done a ton of work around anchor. Cool. Awesome. Me too. <laughs> and guess what happened in my kitchen of November of 2020 after like 10 plus years of work on my anchor? The fucking demon from hell came out of my fucking body. Not really, but you know what I mean? This thing came out, you know, this fucking energy. So I'm just saying, maybe that's true. I'm not going to say it's not, but it's only 5% of women. We 95% of us. Yeah. 95% of us. It, it again goes down to listening to your body. If you're hearing what I'm telling you, if you're still listening, you're a woman, you're still listening and your body's like, you are shaking, your heart's palpitating, you're kind of terrified and excited and intrigued, and your body's like having a visceral reaction to what I'm saying. You are meant to do this work. You would have insane fucking results doing this work. So how do they, they, they get in touch with you? Tell us. Oh, yes. So uh, sisterhoodofsacredfire.com. Yeah. Uh, Instagram is Sisterhood of Sacred Fire. If you just put it that in, you'll find us. Um, also on Instagram, Sisters of Sacred Fire, or um, Facebook, I mean, we have a group under there. Um, you can find me if, if they know you. Obviously, they can check your friends list or somewhere on there. I'm on there. Um, and then I have an email, Sisters of Sacred Fire at gmail.com. So any of those ways, um, you can get in touch with us. Again, we do, you know, we had a program that was starting on Monday. It's now been pushed to December. And we do one-on-one work. So we do a two-hour plus session that we do with women, which is really super powerful. And then we do, uh, we're available for hire if you're a coach and you're like, wow, my clients, this would be a really cool thing to add to my in-person retreat or one of my programs. We have been hired to do that and it's really powerful. And we have our first in-person retreat happening in March of 2023. It's going to be on a hundred acres in this beautiful 16 sleeping people fucking cabin. That's insane. So we're all going to scream in the forest together. It's going to be epic. And uh, yeah. So that's, that's what we have going right now. We want to do a, oh man, I just really see like a sacred rich speaking, like a worldwide speaking tour. We're like, we're on stage and like, I'm getting the whole audience to scream, fuck you, we hate you. Like, yeah. <laughs> so we have, we have, we have some big dreams, certification program, all the things. So yeah, please. I love having these conversations. I don't bite unless you want me to. Um, so have a, feel free to, to contact me. Add me as a friend on Facebook. I'm fucking still got lots of room on there. So you can do that if you want to. And yeah, let's have the conversations. Let's talk about it. I, lo- I love hearing uh, people's stories and, and especially if they're drawn to the work and let's do it. I'm so grateful to you. What you fucking do just to be a part of this. Like this, the energy feels amazing with you and I, and I'm just so passionate about this. So thank you for giving me in this work uh, a space to fucking ripple out. I really appreciate it. Mm. Yeah, that feels so beautiful. 
I just want to thank you for your time because we deeply appreciate you showing up and just being here and sharing your magic and your gifts and yeah. um, it's been transformative and it's just been an honour for me to just witness you and hold you as you really speak your truth and really just be like I just want to thank you most of all for just being your authentic true self it's deeply received thank you for showing others how to be in their authenticity so we can't wait to see all the wonderful work you're doing and yeah we'll so, leave the yeah. Below. bye everyone <laughs>